the Spirit of God tonight in relation to prayer. And really what I'd like to do tonight in our time together is to talk to you about praying powerful prayers. Praying powerful prayers. What does powerful mean? Powerful means full of power. Hey, it wasn't a trick question. But uh, uh, I, uh, I am very excited tonight to, to be able to uh, 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 talk to you and, uh, and, and set up our prayer time. And we're going to go ahead and talk a, a little bit tonight uh, about a word that, that is seen frequently in the New Testament. You might see it as different words in the English language, but it's a common Greek word known as dunamis. Or some might say dunamis, some might say dynamis. It's pronounced a few different ways that I've heard. But uh, it's the, the Greek word that is primarily used to describe the power of God. And I want to go ahead and get into that because uh, having knowledge of this is very vital to being able to pray powerfully. Uh, Pastor John has shared in recent time his frustration when uh, uh, praying and not seeing results. So Lord knows that, that Jesus said in John 15 that, that we should be looking for fruit when it comes to our prayer life. You know that Jesus said in John 15, 7, um, that if you, you abide in me and my words abide in you, you ask what you will and it will be done unto you. And he said, herein is my father glorified that you bear much fruit. What kind of fruit is that? That's talking about prayer fruit. In the context of that, Bearing fruit is having a fruitful prayer life, a prayer life that produces results and makes things happen. Praise God. And I want to go ahead and get into that tonight. So we're going to talk about the uh, praying powerful prayers. We're going to go ahead and explore this word, this Greek word, dunamis. And uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about several things here. We're going to talk about the source of the power, the potential that is in the power, and the connection to the power. But first of all, what's the source of this power? Where, where do you find it to begin with? Well, well uh, one of the number one things I need to show you tonight is that the source of this power, number one, is the Word of God. And we see that by what the Word says about itself. Hebrews 1.3 says that Jesus is the brightness of God's glory, the express image of His person, and that He abodes all things by the Word of His power. The Word of His dunamis. Uh, Romans 1.16, uh, another uh, great verse and something out of which we can derive so much truth. Uh, it says that, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. So this gospel, the gospel of Christ, is the power of God to salvation for whom? For everyone who believes. So therefore, if you do not believe, if you do not believe, then this is not the power of God in your life. This is not going to produce fruit and results in your life if you do not believe. But if you do believe, it is the power of God to you. Now we're going to see another verse that just basically says the same thing. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 18. And this says, for the message of the cross, the gospel of Christ, the message of the cross, that's talking about the same thing. The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power, the dunamis of God. So once again, it's very interesting that we see that uh, in, in this context here, uh, the, uh, the gospel and the message of the cross to somebody else down the street, it might be foolishness to them. They may not think anything of it. They may think it's just a, a bunch of fluff, a bunch of old stories put together that don't uh, mount to a hill of beans. But for you who are saved... For you who've been affected by it, you know this is the power 
of God, the power to change lives. You know the mess you used to be and, and what God has done with you since then. And you know that it's not because of your brightness or your cuteness that that happened. You know that you could only come from where you were to where you are by the transforming power of God. Hallelujah. But this power of God works when people believe it. Very, very important. When you believe the word. Otherwise, the word can just be a beautiful, well-designed and crafted book sitting on your coffee table that gathers dust on it and needs to get cleaned every once in a while or Swiffered if you're using the Swiffer. Hey, but I got to tell you this. Your Bible is meant to be more than Swiffered. Your Bible is meant to be read. Your Bible is meant to be uh, uh, put inside of you. It is no benefit to you until you get it inside of you. When you get it inside of you, it changes you. When you get it inside of you and when you put faith in the words that are written in there, you get the benefit of the power. Otherwise, you've got something with the power to do such great and amazing things inside of you and... It's just sitting there and you never access that power. Besides the word of God being the the power of God, we also see reference in scripture to the Holy Spirit as being the power of God. You know, over in Luke 4.14, it says Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. Um, In Acts 1.8, we'll read this. It says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. The obvious connection between the Holy Spirit and power. Jesus, Acts 10.38 says, was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power. And 2 Timothy 1.7, check this out. This says that for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So if God's not given a spirit of fear, you might ask, what kind of spirit has he given? He's given you a spirit of power. Hallelujah. So we, we see this. We, we see the, the spirit and the word. We, we see the word uh, being the power of God. And the, the Bible gives us instructions. The, the Bible says, if this is the power source, if this is where the power is at, if this is where the power comes from, then if you want the power actively working in you, then these are not things that you're just casual with. These are things that you are uh, uh, very actively wanting to get into you and stir up in you and feed on every day. You're feeding on the word every day. And the spirit of God is not a thing. He's a person. So so this is a person that you want to become more and more acquainted with all the time. You you want to go ahead and experience him because he is not uh, just meant to be uh, some kind of thought or some kind of... uh, uh, you know, uh, some, some kind of person that cannot be known. He is intended to be known. He's intended to live inside of you, to lead you, to guide you, to even show you things to come. That's amazing. But I, I, I want you to understand this, that, that the fact that the word and the spirit are the power of God should be motivation for us to want to go ahead and, and, and get all up in the word and, and, and get all up in the Holy Ghost and, 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 and see to it that our everyday life is an experience with the word and the spirit of God. Colossians 3.16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Uh, that, that word dwell in the, in the Greek literally has a connotation that says, let it dwell in you and influence you for good. Don't you want to be influenced for good? Well, let the word of God dwell in you richly. Let it dwell in you, stay in you, abide in you, continue to be put inside of you and influence you for good. Because it's the power of God. Now, 
Jesus said that, uh, and we quoted it earlier in uh, uh, the, the beginning, that, that if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you ask what you desire and it will be done unto you. This idea of the word abiding in you, since the word of God is the power of God, and if the word of God is abiding in you, Woo! Come on now. Think about this. That if that's happening, then you can have a fruitful and successful prayer life. Praise God. And regarding the Spirit, regarding uh, the, the experience that we can have with the Spirit of God every single day. The, the Bible says in Ephesians 5, don't be drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah. You know, uh, the, the idea of being filled with the Spirit, that that's something that we're being told to do. We're being commanded to do. And, and literally, in, in the, the original rendering of this, this is an ongoing tense, which means this is not one and done. This is not something you do once and then don't do again. He said, keep, keep on coming back to the well. Come on back and get some more. Be continually filled with the Spirit. We know Jude said that, that you can build yourself up on your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. Paul talks in Ephesians 6 about praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. So every day if you're uh, in the Word and every day if you are uh, in the Spirit, praying in the Spirit, and, and do, doing what the Bible calls being fervent, where the, the word fervent, that means boiling hot. And, and it described Apollos as a man who is fervent in spirit over in the book of Acts. And in Romans 12, it commands us to not lag in diligence, but to be fervent in spirit. That means you're boiling hot in the spirit. That means you're not just, uh, you, you're, you're not uh, casual about it. You, you, you're not just uh, cool about it. You're, you're, you're the kind who are so excited about God. And, and, and not in a flaky or flighty way. You're, it's not that you're not grounded because you are grounded. But the thing is you have such a hunger and insatiable desire for God. That you're always up in his word and, and up in his face and, and, and wanting to experience the spirit of God and experience all that he's got for you to experience. See, if your life is like that, then you're always up in the power of God, rubbing up against the power of God, familiarizing yourself with the power of God. And putting yourself in the position where you can go ahead and move on to the next step which is to realize the potential that's in that power. What kind of potential is in the power of God? What does the Bible say happens to people when they get connected with the power of God? Well, we know this, that the, the, the gospel is the, the power of God, the salvation. And that word salvation covers multiple things. It's not just the idea of, well, I got saved. And praise the Lord, I'm a new creature in Christ. And I don't know what I'm going to do with the rest of my life, but I'm happy with that. Well, if that's all that happened, praise the Lord, that's wonderful. But the Bible shows us that, that the forgiveness of your sins and you receiving a new nature is not the one and done part of it, but that salvation is a package deal. This did not just affect your spirit. This affected your mind. Hallelujah. You can have soundness of mind. You can have peace of mind. This affected your body. You can have healing in your body. You can have restoration in your body. You can go ahead and, and, and experience the the miracle power of God in your body. The, the, the gospel is the power of God to salvation. But we also see this, like I said, that, that salvation being a package deal, it's not limited to one part of you. God wants to take care of every part of you. We see this, that the healing power is dunamis. Remember the woman uh, that, that we commonly refer to as the woman with the issue of blood. And in Mark chapter 5, she reached out and, and touched Jesus. And Jesus stopped right in the middle of the crowd thronging him and said, who touched my clothes? And when Jesus said that, he said that I uh, knew, it says that he knew in himself that power had gone out of him. He knew that power had gone out of him at that very moment. Isn't that amazing? So there's healing power 
in dunamis because that power that went out of him went into that woman with the, 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 the health problem and perfectly healed her and made her whole. You know, Luke 5, 17 says that the power of the Lord was present to heal those Pharisees and teachers of the law that were sitting by on that particular day. Isn't that amazing? The power of the Lord was present to heal. So we see that uh, what's the potential in this power? There's healing of the physical body, power, uh, potential in the power of God. We see that miracles are referred to uh, uh, in, in this way, that, that, that the word miracle is also uh, a translation of that Greek word dunamis over in the English. 1 Corinthians 12.10 talks about the working of miracles or the working of dunamis. Amazing. Hallelujah. So we see healing. We see miracles. But I'll save this verse for, for, uh, for now because I want you to see how all-inclusive God, uh, the mind of God is as far as the potential that he put in his power and what you can potentially receive from his power when you know how to access it. Second Peter chapter 1, 2 and 3 says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God. And of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. So think about this, that of all the, the, the ways you can sum it up, what's the potential that's in this power? You would have to see that, that by his divine power, he's given to us, he's made available to us. All things that pertain to life and godliness. Things that pertain to the natural life and the spiritual life. Everything you need for living and for serving God. Both sides of the coin, the natural and the supernatural. His divine power has made it all available to you. But just because it's available, does it just automatically go? Just because it's available, just because the potential is there, does it just go on autopilot and just fall on you? Or is there a connection to be made? That's why we need to read this next verse. And we're doing this to be able to understand that how things work in the kingdom of God. Jesus would tell stories, give illustrations to show how the kingdom of God worked. Well, what we're talking about here tonight is really to understand some of the dynamics of how things work in prayer. Now, Ephesians 3, 14 through 21, and what we're reading here is a prayer. It's something that the apostle Paul prayed for the church. And I would encourage all of you to look at the prayers that were prayed specifically in the epistles. Many of the epistles of Paul have prayers. And I'll tell you what, if it was good enough for Paul to pray these things for the church, then it's definitely good enough for you to pray them for you and for you to pray them for others. But if this is a prayer that Paul prayed for the Ephesian church, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 through 21. And it says, For this reason I bow my knees... To the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his, of his glory, to be strengthened with might. Once again, that's the word dunamis, to be strengthened with dunamis or power through his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now listen to this. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. And then he goes on to say to him, be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. But that verse 20 is really the, the one that I want to uh, camp out on here for a few moments. Now to him who is able to do, now this is talking about him. This is talking about God. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. According 
to what? The power that works in us. Now, if this was done according to all the power that he's got, well, then in that case, there would be no need for us to uh, have any part to play in this. And this would be all on him. If it was the power that works in him, hey, that's great. But this says it's according to the power that's working in us. Now, it's interesting when you look at this verse, you see first that we provide the starting point that God can exceed. That God wants to do exceeding abundantly above. But what? What we ask or think. So what you ask or think is actually, it's the starting point where God can exceed. So, so if you're like way down here with your asking and thinking, well, God could go here and exceed you. But if you are here with your asking or thinking, God can go here and exceed you. So it's interesting that we actually set the platform where, where God can exceed, where he can go exceeding abundantly above and beyond. But, but if your asking and thinking is in a low place and where, where you don't have the confidence to, 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 and, and the faith to really go for something, then, then you can go ahead and get it on that level. God will meet you on that level, but God would much rather you step it up, step up your, your asking and your thinking. And a lot of that thinking has to do with getting your thoughts in line with his thoughts. Where, you, you know, in the Old Testament, in Isaiah 55, where God said, my, my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts. God never intended that to be just the dividing line of separation. Where I'm way up here and you're way down there. And, you know, that's just too bad for you. No, actually, I believe God was extending an invitation to come on up higher. And to start thinking like I think. Start seeing things the way I do. As a matter of fact, you should be able to see things like he sees them. Because you're seated with him in heavenly places. Hallelujah. So... We see this here, that we provide the starting point that God can exceed and that we can ask or think on either a lower or a higher level. And also we realize this, that it is up to us. This is important. It is up to us whether we have more power or less power working in us. This happens according to the power that works in us. It is up to us whether we have more power or less power working in us. This is not talking about the power that you have access to. You've got access to it all. This is talking about the power that you have working in you. Jesus said about one of the churches in Revelation, the church of uh, Philadelphia, he said they had a little dunamis, a little bit of power. How much power do you have working in you? I ask myself the question, how much power do I have working in me? How much power we do have working in us is not determined by God. Where God's going to sovereignly say, okay, I want you to have a whole lot of power flowing through you. And you, no, none for you. No power for you. No soup for you. I couldn't resist. (laughs) But let me tell you this. God wants you to have power working in you. Now, think about this as we talk about the connection to the power and getting ready to to, uh, pray tonight. See, the connection to the power, you see it real clearly when Jesus was in his hometown. And, and they, they just thought, hey, uh, who do you think you are? We, we, we know your mama, your daddy, your brother, your sister. We know your cousins too. Who do you think you are? And the Bible says that he could do no dunamis there. The, the English Bible says mighty work, but it's the same word dunamis for power. He could do no dunamis there, except that he laid his hand on a few sick people and healed them, and he marveled because of their unbelief. So here's the thing. You see here, little faith, little power at work. So you see the connection to faith and how important your faith is, that if you've got faith Working, And if you've got faith in the word and, and, and you've got your, your faith uh, well built up and strengthened, 
then you can have results. But where there is unbelief, you see that they had little results. Because faith is the key to connecting to the power of God. When you've got it, you can connect. When you don't got it, you don't connect. If you got a lot of it, you can connect to a lot of the benefits of the power. When you got a little bit of it, you can't connect to everything that is there. there, there there's, you, you'll, you'll leave the table with something, but not with all that you could have had. Jesus talked about different levels of faith. This is not strange to us. He talked about great faith. He talked about little faith. And when there was little faith, and in some places he said, how is it that you have no faith? He was not giving them a compliment. He was giving them a, you know, if I had glasses on, I'd be looking over the rims of the glasses right now. He'd be giving you the look. Say, what's up with that? You know better than that. You can do better than that. As a matter of fact, I read in Mark 16 the other day, uh, we, we were just having family Bible reading time and read Mark 16. Jesus just had a fit. It said he upbraided, he, he, he reprimanded the disciples because the, they were told by the girls that saw Jesus on resurrection morning that he was alive and they didn't believe them. And then the two guys that were walking on the road to Emmaus came back and told them and it said they did not believe them either. Jesus showed up and, and you know the first thing he did, he reprimanded them for not believing. So wow, I mean we just need to take this faith thing seriously because if Jesus takes it seriously, we need to. And here's the thing, we need to take it seriously because this is the thing that gets results. I want you to look at a very important verse, 2 Thessalonians 1.11. First of all, in the New King James Bible, it says, Therefore we also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and, that, and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power. That God would fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and that God would fulfill the work of faith with power. Look at this. This is 2 Thessalonians 1.11 in the J.B. Phillips translation of the New Testament. And it says this. In view of this great prospect, we pray for you constantly that God will thank you worthy of this calling and that he will affect you in all that he, that he will affect in you all his goodness desires to do and that your faith makes possible listen to this that he will affect in you all his goodness desires to do and that your faith makes possible wow what does your faith make possible God wants to affect in you everything that your faith makes possible. And you can be in a place where your faith can make a little bit possible, or you can be in a place where your faith can make a lot possible. And our, the question for all of us tonight is, what are we giving God to work with? So I, I want to challenge us tonight. You see, we, we, we see the Word and the Spirit, the power of God. We see the potential that, that's in the Word and the Spirit. We, we see uh, healing. We see miracles. We, we see everything God's got, everything that pertains to life and godliness. I mean, natural, supernatural, spiritual, and practical. It's all there, and it's all available. But when it comes to accessing it, that is where we have lacked. And God wants to turn up the volume of power in our prayer lives. But in order to do that, more power has to be at work in us. And how does power work in us? Power works in us according to our faith. We can do something about our faith. We can do something about hearing the word of God. That's the way faith comes. We can do something about uh, Romans uh, chapter 10, verse 17. For, for faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And to be in a position of hearing and hearing and getting it in there and getting it in there and getting it in there. So you're feeding on it and then you're 
practicing it. So feeding on it, that's the eating. Practicing, that's the exercise part of it. So there's eating and exercise. Eating and exercise. What happens when someone eats well and they're exercising well? They're getting buffed, somebody. Hey, and when you're getting buffed in the spirit, you are in a position where you can actually have the power of God working at you on a great and a high level. Let's go ahead and wrap up with this. Another prayer of Paul out of the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verse 16 through 23. I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his dunamis toward us who believe. Isn't that interesting? Who's this power toward? It's towards those who believe. Which means if you're not believing then it's not going towards you. But if you want it going towards you, start believing. I mean, I'll tell you, I, I heard it in my spirit today that, that when you're in faith, you can just suck the power right out of the word, right out of the spirit of God. You can just, just suck it right into you. Just, just inhale it, take it in when you're in faith. Because faith is the thing that connects with the power of God. And there is no problem at all to connect with the power of God when we're genuinely in faith. Now, I couldn't keep on reading this, but I, I feel that I need to say something here as, as we close tonight. Pastor John said something to me in recent time, and, and I, I see great wisdom in this. Uh, it was a thought that, that he shared, not original with him, um, uh, as a matter of fact, we both heard it before and we both heard it from the same source. But he was talking about the danger of sometimes praying for something too quick. Praying for something too quick, almost in a reactionary kind of mode. And, you know, sometimes when there's emergencies and somebody needs something right now, I mean, we got to pray right now. And I understand there's times for that. But, 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 but he brought up this. And, and, and there's such wisdom in it that, that when you don't absolutely have to stop, drop, and pray right at that moment, you should go ahead and get yourself into a position to pray. Which means, you see, James said, let him ask in faith, talking about asking. He's talking about asking for wisdom. And then he said, but when you ask, let him ask in faith. Which means that if you're not in faith, don't ask it. Get in faith first and then ask. So, so if, if I'm going to call this area here right by the, 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 the pulpit here, if I'm going to call this faith, then, then if I'm not in faith, if I'm over here somewhere and the Bible says let him ask in faith, then the first thing I need to do is not ask from here because I'm not in faith. If I'm asking over here and I'm faith is over there, then it's not going to happen. The first thing I need to do is to get in faith. And when I'm in faith, then I can ask. Why is that so significant? Because sometimes we pray and we've not taken any time to build ourselves up on that. We've not taken our, the, the word on that particular subject and, and, and build it into us to, to build up our faith and, and to build up our confidence. So, so we're just kind of going into it cold, shall we say, without any preparation. You mean to, to prepare to pray? Yeah, why not? Especially if you want good results, why not prepare to pray? If I'm going to go ahead and ask in faith, I need to get in faith. And I need to go ahead and stir up the word and, and get that word in me and, and get myself in faith. And then when I'm in faith, then I'm in a position to ask. When I'm in faith, I'm in a position to access the power of God. And when you access the power of God, you get what you need from him. Hallelujah. Let's pray tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we're praying along with everybody in, in the Unite 714. We thank you, Heavenly Father. 
You've given us the Holy Spirit. You've given us Jesus, the anointed one. And by the power of your spirit, we, uh, we thank you, Lord. You enable us to boldly proclaim the good news to a world that's ravaged by anxiety and fear and panic and loss. We ask you to pour out your Holy Spirit on this broken world. Send the rain. Send the rain of your spirit so that 2020 would become the year of the Lord's favor. Thank you, Lord. You're healing our broken world. Thank you, Lord, that you're replacing panic with peace and fear with faith and grief with grace. And Lord, for many of our world's most vulnerable people groups, this worldwide quarantine has become a a time of darkness and fear and anger. And many are struggling mentally and emotionally and financially. But Lord, we, we believe that you're lifting them out of despair, that you're delivering them by your great salvation. And may they truly discover the eternal freedom that is only found in you. We thank you, Lord, that the mitigating, uh, you're, you're mitigating the effects of COVID-19 and expanding your footprint in the nations of the world. Lord, I pray, First Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians 3 and verse 1, that the word of the Lord would spread rapidly and be multiplied in all the nations of the world. Lord, millions are asking for you for refuge and protection. We thank you, Lord that you're granting that to them and giving a fresh touch of the Spirit of God upon our world. Hallelujah. And so, Lord, with one voice, we boldly come before the throne of grace today and we honor you and we give glory to you. And we come boldly today and we speak to COVID-19 and we say, COVID-19, be eradicated from the earth. COVID-19, you will not hinder the, the, the lives of people. You will not hinder the health of people. You will not hinder the finances of people and the, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the, the, the jobs and, and the employment of people anymore. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we speak to COVID-19 and we say, be removed and be cast into the sea. We do not doubt in our heart, but we believe that what we say comes to pass. And in Jesus' name, we have what we say. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we, we want to pray effectively. And Lord, the, the whole message tonight, the whole teaching tonight, is geared towards this, Lord, that, that, that we would pray in faith, Lord, that, that, that we would be people who would uh, just embrace the word. And, and Lord, teach us, help us to get to the point where we're, where we're uh, letting the word dwell in us richly, where we're abiding in the word and letting that word abide in us. Because that's the thing that makes the difference, Lord. That's the thing that makes the difference. Because, Lord, your word is your power. Lord, let, let us go ahead and, and, and have a fresh new appreciation for the Spirit of God, the one who dwells inside of us, our helper, our teacher, our standby, the, the one who shows us things to come. Let us have a fresh appreciation, oh God, for the Spirit of God. Stir it up to pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. And Lord, access all the power that's in your word and in your spirit. Because Lord, you said that you would equip us with the Holy Spirit for the sake of us being equipped with power, endued with power from on high. Lord, I pray, especially in this time of reopening that's taking place over lots of the nation. Lord, where there's a uh, uh, many states that are reopening businesses and, and churches. But Lord, I pray specifically for the church, for the kingdom of God. Lord, Lord, we pray that we would stay so stirred up and that we would not allow the idea of getting a, a little bit of a uh, a taste uh, of normal to, to get us to, uh, to set back and, and take our foot off the pedal. But Lord, may we be aggressively in faith, taking a stand and Lord, aggressively 
more passionate than ever before to get the word out by every means necessary. Hallelujah. So, Lord, that people would be touched by the word of God so that they would be impacted by the word of God, knowing, Lord, that we would do this with the absolute belief that the gospel is the power of God and that if they would come face-to-face with the gospel, that they're coming face-to-face with something that has the power to change them and transform their life. Hallelujah. Lord, may we not get into a point where we uh, loosen up and and lay back. But Lord, may may the Spirit of God empower us to keep the keep keep the pedal to the metal, to keep keep going forward, keep going strong. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is coming out to the other side of this situation stronger than ever, better than ever, more fervent, boiling over in the Spirit than ever before. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that we would not be satisfied with some of the things that we've allowed ourselves to be satisfied with in the past. May we not be satisfied with a lack of results, but oh God, may we only be satisfied when we're seeing the kind of results that we know we ought to have, seeing the kind of results that you said we ought to have, that those who believe in you would do the works you did and greater works. Lord, there is no other standard for the church. There is no other standard that we should seek for look for that is the standard lord you said it and lord if we're not seeing it we need not take your word and try to bring it down to us but lord we need to raise up to your standard and i thank you lord that the spirit of god inside of us is stirring us up and helping us to do that to raise up to his standard to raise up to his standard to be all that we've been called to be for the church to be the church the manifestation of God's power, where where God's power is clearly seen on display through his body, the church. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, there's many that are hurting tonight. There's many that are hurting tonight. Father, our prayer, our prayer, is that those who are hurting would be connected. Connected with somebody who can bring the gospel to them. Connected with a laborer that can plant the seed, water the seed, and, and, uh, and bring hope and life. To bring words that are fitly spoken, words that are spoken in due season, words that are spoken at the right time with grace upon them that can have great impact on those who are hurting and those who are feeling hopeless now during this time. Father, this is so important. Lord, we're praying. We're praying for laborers. 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 Oh, Lord, we're volunteering to be laborers. As the prophet Isaiah said, so we say, here I am, send me. Lord, we're not just saying, go send somebody else, but forget about me. Lord, we're we're saying, send whoever you need to send. Send whoever is the right person for the job. And Lord, send us. Because we long to be used by you and to be an instrument in your hand for the the, the purpose of the kingdom of God being uh, advanced on planet Earth. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, this is such an important time, such a vital time. Lord, we pray for the United States of America tonight. We pray, Lord, for for, uh, President Trump, for Vice President Pence. Lord, we pray for the leader of the Senate, Mitch McConnell, for the leader of the House, uh, Nancy Pelosi. Father, we pray for all those that are in authority on the federal level, on the state level, and the local level. Lord, we pray for our governors, the, the governors of the two states that represent most of the people that will likely be hearing this right now. We pray for uh, Gina Raimondo and Charlie Baker, the governors of Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Father, 
We thank you, Lord, that they're operating in wisdom. Thank you, Lord, that, that they are not operating strictly by the seeing of the eye and the, the hearing of the ear or the gathering of information from those that are on their side. But I thank you, Lord, that there's, uh, that, that there's supernatural information that's being imparted. Lord, supernatural information that, that would reveal what is really true behind the scenes. Lord, where there's any false information and where there's any skewed information, that that would be cleared up with one piece of accurate, just bottom line, black and white truth from heaven that would clear up any misunderstanding and clear up any spin and clear up any hidden agendas so that truth would be clearly seen by all that are in authority on the federal level, the state level, and the local level, that they'd see things clearly as it really is. And Lord, this is our prayer, our sincere prayer, because this is so important. These times are so important. And Lord, we pray that, that those that are in positions of governmental authority are doing what they need to do, Lord, to be able to lead their states, their cities, their towns, their uh, municipalities in the right way that they ought to go. Father, we thank you for this. Oh God, we thank you. Lord, we pray for our pastor tonight. Lord, we pray for, for our pastor and for other pastors all throughout our region. Men and women of God that, that need to make right decisions, that need to handle things in a right way and in an orderly fashion, and need wisdom for what to do, how to do, and when to do. And I thank you, Lord, it's granted to them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, it's granted to them in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we stand here hungry tonight. Lord, we stand here hungry tonight. Lord, we're not satisfied with where we've been. Lord, we see some good things that have been done, some victories that have been won. And thank you for that. But Lord, there's more. There's more. There's deeper places in you that we need to go. Lord, we need to go there. We need to go there so we can experience you in, in a deeper way and receive from you in a deeper way and be impacted by you in a deeper way so that we can be more influential for you than we've been before. Lord, we want to go and experience you on a level that we've not experienced you before so that you can go ahead and take us and use us in a way that you've not been able to use us before. Well, you may have liked to and wanted to, but we weren't ready. Oh, Lord, we want to get ready. Lord, we want to get ready. We want to go ahead and, and, and be in a position for, for full throttle power to be able to work through us. Lord, we, we don't want to go ahead and say, uh, well, well, Lord, you can go ahead and do exceeding abundantly above what we're asking or thinking, but, but we're, we're on floor level as, as your starting point. God, that's not what we want. We, we, we don't want to stand before you and say, Lord, uh, we, we know that you can do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, but Lord, we don't got a whole lot of power working in us. Lord, those days are done. Those days are done. And Lord, for, for anything that we've done to hinder your work in us and to hinder us from going as far as we should go and ought to go and to get to the place where we should be, for this we repent. And Lord, we're going to go. We're going to launch out into the deep. We're going to go as far with you as we could ever go so that you can have absolute total access to us. And Lord, that you can go ahead and flow through us in the way you want. Unlimited access of us to you where we're an instrument in your hand and you can say whatever you want to say. Ask whatever you want to ask. And we would do 
exactly what you say. And Lord, because of that, that we would be allowing the power of God to flow in us and to flow through us at a level that is beyond anything that we've ever asked or thought before. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, there's so many of our loved ones that have been stirred up by this current situation. Lord, people that have never thought about spiritual things very much, but they're thinking about it now. People that have never paid a whole lot of attention to to, uh, the Bible or the idea that Jesus might actually be coming back again. But they're starting to be stirred up. They're starting to be inquisitive. They're starting to realize some things. Well, Lord, my prayer in Jesus' name is that those that are being stirred up, oh, Lord, those that are being stirred up, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, that we, we, we break the power of the enemy. The enemy is trying so hard to hold on, trying so hard to delay hold and say, no, I ain't letting them go that easy. But we say in the name of Jesus that, that we are binding the blinder, the blinder who's the God of this world who has sought to blind their minds and keep the gospel from shining through. We resist the enemy, the blinder, in Jesus' name. We say you will no longer be able to blind the minds of those who believe not. But we declare, arise and shine for your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Thank you, Lord. We declare that bound people are free, that saved, that that, uh, lost people are now saved people. We declare that those who've been sick are healed and that those who've been oppressed are delivered. We declare what Jesus declared when he went into his hometown. Because the spirit of the Lord is upon him and because of the spirit of the Lord upon us, The prison doors are open, the blind can see, and the captives are set at liberty. And we thank you, Lord, for this. Working all over our region, all over Massachusetts, all over Rhode Island, all over our nation, and all over our world. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Stay stirred up to pray, everybody. Stay stirred up to pray. It makes all the difference in the world. It really does. And as you stay stirred up and keep on going in this direction and stay available to God where he can tap you on the shoulder anytime, any place, say, I've got a prayer project that needs to be done. Are you in? You say, yes, Lord, I'm in. And you go into that place of prayer. Let the Spirit of God pray through you. Let let the Spirit of God help you pray. Pray things out in the Spirit. Pray things out in other tongues. Get things done in the Spirit so they can get done here in this natural world. Stay stirred up to pray. Oh, I tell you, it's worth it. It's worth every minute of it. Amen, amen, amen. We're so glad that y'all would join us tonight. And uh, th- for, for those of you who want to go ahead and uh, give by text, we're going to go ahead.